Listener Production. Spread your jams and drizzle your syrups. Why is it so sticky? It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Oh, perfectly timed tweets from Channel 7 correspondent Chanel Vella yesterday, Matt O'Kine, after our um, discussion about sort of half-half things. I mean, uh, the podcast yesterday was called Chicken Mermaid for people who can't decide between the chicken and the fish can just cook up a chicken mermaid for dinner, um, which would be perfect. But... And you were talking about you and Belinda having half brown, brown rice, half... Half brown rice, half white rice. Yeah, we can never decide. Exactly. Uh, but Chanel, who's been doing excellent coverage and oh, really Chanel. coverage of, um, of coronavirus numbers and that sort of thing recently. I mean, Twitter in the last 18 months has been even more of a, a diabolical dung heap than it has been prior <laughs> to that. You know, so we're talking pretty low. It's... It's not a real pleasant place to hang out, is all I'm saying. But Chanel making it awesome by giving you the numbers and at the end giving a fact. And she put up that during the 1936 Berlin Games, two Japanese pole vaulters tied for second place. Instead of competing again, they cut the silver and bronze medals in half, fused the two different halves together so that each of them had a half silver, half bronze medal. It can be done! I saw that. Incredible stuff. Yeah, massive shout out to Chanel, who is like a cool drink of water in a... (laughs) Massive burning dumpster of a platform. Um, it's, apologies it's just, to everyone else and all our friends who are on Twitter as well, but I think they'd probably agree. No, no apologies. <laughs> you all make it worse, honestly. It is the absolute worst place in the world. And it, it just makes me so sad and angry all the time. And still, I continue to go there. Oh, yeah, um, producer Bron, can we get Chanel on the show? You can try, yeah. All right, She's we'll in Tokyo, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, maybe she gets back. We'll see how we go. But um, thank you for joining us today. It's awesome to have your company because i got to tell you, and last week proved it when we did go live, Matt O'Kine, hanging out with you is the perfect, pleasant vibes that we really like. It's great. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we are like a, uh, a, a, a freezer chest uh, compared to, you know, Twitter. We're a nice, cool hangout spot. We love hearing from you. But uh, we want to hear about what happens inside your worlds, uh, which is why on Wednesdays we always do what we call insiders. We're going to be chatting to someone who uh, goes deep into the uh, laundry room of where some of us, well, all of us, have probably slept once or twice. Yeah. Housekeeping? We'll find out uh, a little bit later on with Insiders. I got a little bit of a story about a recent phone call I had with my uncle Greg. Uh, but big news in the world of, of corporations, Matt O'Kine. One of, I would say, the biggest corporate backflips of all time. <laughs> Forget about the muddy floor routines up in Tokyo. This has got to be one of the biggest pirouettes of all time. We're about to talk about it in a moment on this Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Keep rolling, 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 rolling. What? Keep rolling, 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 rolling. Come on. Hang on, is that Lip Biscuits bra- uh, Rolling Brackets Air Raid Vehicle? Is that what has, has come out here? Is What's going on, man? Is there any other song that re- repeats rolling so many times? Of course rolling, it is. Rolling, rolling on the river. Maybe that one. Okay, fair call, fair call. <laughs> And that was that Tina. Tur- that was Tina Turner, wasn't it? Um, can't um, remember. I think it was. Anyways, you know what? You know why I'm bringing it up? Because I used to roll my own. Um, you know, in my uni days. Oh, we talking uh, about you, the uh, 
Ill bad tobacco habits. products. Yeah, you know, I mean, when I was a very young whippersnapper, fresh out of uni, it was, a, it was a rite of passage at drama school, mate, you know? <laughs> yeah. That and the, and the queef. And the, wait, what? is it the queef or the quiff? What's the, what's the, oh, the queef is the, is the expulsion of air, isn't it? What's the quiff? Is it a quiff or a <laughs> I can't, now I've got to Google it, but I'm scared what result I'm going to get. Quiff? Well, either yeah, way, quiff. Matt. That's what I meant, to the quiff. Either way, we're talking about a big exhale when it comes to cigarettes in particular. I mean, kids barely even know what cigarettes are these days. Look, I'm very glad that no one thinks cigarettes is cool anymore because they, they, they're terrible for your health, very damaging. They are. Um, they're no good. There's been a big push against them for many, many years now, and now people don't care about them at all. But tell you what, vaping, out of control. Is it just me or is a vape shop spreading faster than the Delta strain? Because <laughs> you see them everywhere. I'm like, who's going? It's, it's, I, I see more shops than I see people vaping. Actual vapors. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's because, no, that's because you'll never see an actual vapor. You'll just see someone <laughs> just put their mouth into their sleeve and, and, then, and then just. Well, I, I haven't seen. Blow, maybe, the, blow the expulsion into their collar or something. Maybe what I've been seeing, because I have been seeing a lot more magicians smoke bombing out of areas. Maybe they're actually vapors instead of throwing down the smoke bomb and zooming out. I saw one actually recently. A lot of smoke comes out. I tell you what, mm. a lot of smoke. Doesn't smell as nothing. bad. Do you know what I mean? Not as bad for you, apparently. Who knows what's going into these things? But I don't do it. It's a very roundabout way of bringing up the news story. The tobacco firm Philip Morris, one of the biggest cigarette manufacturers in the world, is calling for a ban on cigarettes within the decade. CEO Jacek Olczak says products should be treated like petrol cars and be outlawed from 2030. The cigarette company's now trying to ban cigarettes. Mate, rule number one of drug dealing Never get high off your own supply, all right? That's all. They're just trying to make it sound like they care. Well, or, it says... Or they've got, no, have they got shares in, in new products like vaping? This CEO of the company uh, wants to see a world without cigarettes and actually the sooner it happens, the better it is for everyone. He says cigarettes should be treated like petrol cars and um, it wants half the company's turnover to come from non-smoking products as it morphs into... A healthcare and wellness company. Its new mission is to unsmoke the world by phasing out cigarettes. A cigarette company becoming a healthcare and wellness <laughs> company. Do you know what this is? This is like this is like if um, if someone was driving along and then they hit a kangaroo. Poor kangaroo. Mm. Right? Kangaroo dies. Then the person keeps driving and kills 8 million more kangaroos, right, on the road. Just mm-hmm. keeps driving. He just keeps killing kangaroos. Yep. Right? And then um, <laughs> all the kangaroos are almost dead and then they turn around and go, I think we should stop killing kangaroos now. <laughs> That's basically what they've done, I feel. They say, you know what, you know what, actually, you know what? Let's not kill any more. I think it's bad. I mean, you're right. I thought that was going to be a more abstract 
finish to it. Well, what I was going to say, I was going to say that they turn around, right, they look at just the corpses of 8 million kangaroos just lying as far as the eye can see and then a vulture comes and starts pecking at one dead kangaroo and they go, Oh come on, mate! Can't be, don't be mean to the kangaroos. And it's, wait, on, at the end of the um, the the highway, they slap a sticker on the side of the car called um, uh, Australian Conservation Society um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Health and Wellness for Australian Native Fauna. You're right, Matt. It is quite the turnaround. I'm not sure what the um, the people who've lost love, loved ones to cancers think or the people in lawsuits where they've tried to argue it's all a personal choice and, you know, downplayed the effect of cigarettes over decades are thinking, but it is a huge one. And you know what it actually is like? And one that we might have even already teed up rather than the other one? <laughs> what? what? What is it like? Well, it's it's like something that's happened to our f- next guest who... um. Is actually Who's our next guest. Well, he hails from Transylvania uh, in Eastern Europe. Um, he sometimes moonlights as a bat, but he is our first count on the show. Um, count Dracula, thank you very much for joining us here on All Day Breakfast. How are you? Matt Alex! <laughs> Thank you for having me. Now, Dracula, um, in a similar vein to, well, vein, sorry, in a similar um, way that Philip Philip Morris is changing tact. You, you've actually come up with a new, a new Lord of Darkness um, marketing campaign. Ah, uh, yes. The thing that scares vampires most is their own reflection. But I have finally taken a look at the man in the mirror. <laughs> I've done lots of wrong things, and I think I need to stop sucking blood of humans and sucking the blood of fruit. <laughs> well, tell us about this. You've gone from sucking human necks to sucking the juice out of f- fruit, and in fact, you're actually going to be donating the, um, the stored blood back into the society for those who need it. Well, I want to thank the people at the Red Cross for employing out-of-work Dracula. I'm finding my voice, aren't I? <laughs> out-of-work Dracula. Where we have been working in one of the 90 centers and vans across the country so we can suck your blood and then give you a biscuit. <laughs> and a sticker. I've also transformed my lair in Transylvania into a blood doping center for all the cyclists. <laughs> you can come and stay and I will suck your blood and then put it in someone else's in your team's body and they will win and win and win and we it's a lot lighter in the in my lair, I put some skylights in. <laughs> well, it's interesting as well. Um, it's on Dracula. the top of a hill, so that when you ride your bike up, you will feel the burn of your muscles. It's a it's a real change of tact for you, Dracula. Um, going in the blood donation, but I'm just interested. Um, you're also coming up with a um with a restaurant there that serves only garlic bread. That seems like a bit of a backflip for you as well, doesn't it? What can I say? It is not celiac friendly. We are still working on the menu. 
<laughs> well, thank you very much, uh, Dracula, Lord of Darkness, for joining us there on All Day Breakfast. Um, and I think after one of the most ridiculous uh, breaks of all time, it's time to move on. You reckon? Ah, 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 I'm off to eat the more blood of the f- watermelon. <laughs> Coffin and Queefin here on All Day Breakfast. <laughs> Coffee? Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. No, I feel a buzz. Are you keeping juicy goss from me? Do you know what's going on here? We know what's going on. You won't believe it. Real juicy. So let's just keep it on the down low, shall we? Matt and Alex's insiders. Insiders. Now, Matt, you and I uh, only have four and three star feet, um, respectively. Uh, but when we go travelling, those feet like to step on five-star carpets. We need, we need the five-star treatment, and that's why this week's Insiders, where we take a peek behind the curtain at uh, various different jobs, we're talking five-star hotels. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. It's one of the industries that's taken a real hit over the last year and a half, you know. I certainly, for one, miss that feeling of just, you know, wheeling your little bag into this Fresh room, just putting your bag to the side. And not using the bag <laughs> shelf that all. they just always have. Just putting it on a couch, <laughs> um, letting your clothes spill out everywhere and then just getting nude. <laughs> really just making yourself feel at home, getting all up in those sheets. Hey, um, we're talking about five-star hotels here, Okay. Our next insider works at a five-star hotel, and I'm excited to uh, welcome them to uh, to Insiders today. Hello, Anonymous. Hey, how are you going? Good, thank you. Anonymous, how long have you worked in the hotel biz? So I only worked there for about six months, uh, and I was in housekeeping, but... A lot of stuff happened in those six months. <laughs> oh, I mean, Anonymous, I was hoping you'd say housekeeping because... The first thing that pops into my head, we've seen it on the TV shows, they get the UV light out and no. there are yearnings everywhere. Yeah, the horrors are real. What Everything you f- you've seen is true. No, oh what have you found? Gosh. What have you found, Anonymous? Well, my very first room after one day of training, um, there was what can only be described as feces smeared across all the walls. What? Um, in a five-star yeah. hotel? Oh, yeah. And being that we're five-star, we just had to clean it up and not say anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> you can't what? even leave them a review because if you left a review for, <laughs> that, for the person in there, no stars. <laughs> well, it was my first day, so I didn't have to clean it myself, but it was a little bit shocking and I didn't really know what to do. <laughs> oh, my God. So, okay, do rich people, when they stay in these fine establishments, do they? Uh, is it just a place for debauchery and no good? Oh, definitely. Um, my second room, I went out on the balcony to do the dusting and there was just, you know, a few apples out there and I took an inspection and turns out those apples had been turned into bongs just chilling <laughs> on the balcony. Oh what my is lord. Second room. This is a high <laughs> hit rate of absolute disgusting. I'm surprised. Was there a third room or did you just turn around and walk out the door? 
Uh, it was just never ending, but I figured it was giving me some pretty good stories, so I'd stick around for a bit longer. Goodness gracious. Yeah, so you're housekeeping enough. there. What's a typical day like for a, for a housekeeping and how many people per day do you usually walk in on in compromising positions? Oh, I wouldn't say we walk in on people in compromising positions a lot because usually they get us to clean when they're out or after they've already left. But I did bump into someone and it was a little bit awkward because I just stumbled across their bag full of sex toys and that was pretty shocking. <laughs> and then they walked in a few seconds later and I'm pretty sure they knew that I knew and I just had to clean their room. <laughs> oh, wow. How do you know if someone's a guest in the room or if there's just randoms walking through the room? Who do you bump into in the corridors of five-star hotels? Oh, we've had a few high-profile people staying with us, like Bill Gates's, um, you know, representatives. Ooh. But most of the big shots would stay in the, um, in the residencies. So, like, they'd own giant homes, essentially, and stay there for maybe, like, two weeks out of the year. Whoa. And we clean that still consistently, even if no one's living there. So there'd be no one have gone in there for a week and you've just got to do another clean, a courtesy clean. Yeah, like wow. dusting. And, wow. and these super mega rich people just own these huge, like, apartments in these hotels. Oh, yeah. And if you wanted to stay there for a night, it's upwards of 10 grand. Goodness me. Oh, so you're talk we're talking one of the really big hotels here. I mean, and tell us, because what it always gets me is when I turn up to the front desk of the hotel at, you know, because I've gotten a flight at 10 a.m., I'm there at 11 and they're like check-ins at 2. And I'm like, <laughs> is there not, is, I'm, surely the room is ready. What, what's going on there? Uh, so what's happened there is probably... So they forgot to tell the housekeepers or uh, give the housekeepers that room to clean. There were a lot of technology issues where I work and often we get an emergency call to our uh, little tablet like, whoop, the guests are here and their room hasn't been cleaned. So you have to do it in 15 minutes. And obviously we can't actually hygienically clean a room in 15 minutes. So they'd tell us uh, where to skimp on things. Oh. Uh, yeah. So if they say, oh, sorry, very sorry, we'll have your room ready in 15 minutes, say to them, yeah. take your time. Like when we <laughs> ran out of um, sanitizer, they told us to wash the cups and mugs in the sink just with water, which wouldn't fly these Ooh. days with COVID. But, um, <laughs> no, I no. should hope not. <laughs> I don't think it would. I should hope not. Um, um, right, Anonymous, anyway. I have heard stories and I think it's, I think Matt might have even told me these stories and I cannot unhear it as much as I would like. So uh, apologies if you do enjoy visiting hotels and you have to listen to this. Do people sanitise their own undies by boiling them in the hotel kettle? Ooh, I've never come across that one. We have Few. a laundry service. Few. <laughs> for five-star oh, hotels, so you, yeah, maybe okay. they'll, they'll wash them for you. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> they do that for that very reason. You can't have... <laughs> You know, high flying moguls washing their undies in the in the in the kettle. But um, a friend of mine checked into a hotel room, and uh, there was a poop in the toilet, and they called up the uh, they called up the front desk and and um, said, "Hey, there's a poop in my toilet." And front desk said, "Oops, sorry," and sent them some breakfast vouchers. Does that sort of thing happen, or what? What can you what can you uh, you know what should you be expecting? What sort of standard can you be expecting when you go to some of these places? <laughs> Better that than on the walls, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> um, they kept a pretty high profile. There weren't a lot of occurrences like that, but every now and again, you know, 
we would forget to put out new toilet paper or mm. there'd be a soap dish missing. And you'd get so much backlash over these little things that we'd have to comp them or give them free breakfast or oh send them up special requests. Like I had someone request a microwave and I just had to carry a microwave throughout the hotel by myself. And I'm not a big person, so that was pretty difficult. Interesting. And anonymous, why is it at expensive hotels must the toilet paper have that fold in it to make a triangle? <laughs> why Why is that the, the symbol of absolute luxury? Oh, we actually covered this in training. I spent a good good amount of time on how to make those triangles. Pretty much just marks the hotel experience. If you go to the toilet and there's not that little triangle, who knows who's been to the toilet before you? Oh, who knows what's happened? Gotcha, it gotcha, marks gotcha. a fresh toilet. Mm, that someone has actually been in there. That's Fair interesting. Mm. Well, look. Oh, that um, means that all the housekeepers use the toilets when we're cleaning them. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. So you should, you know. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. What's it like behind the scenes with staff at the hotel? What's the hierarchy like? Do you get along with other housekeepers? <laughs> Is there receptionist versus housekeeper beef? What What are the sort of behind the scenes um, life of working in a hotel? There's definitely a hierarchy and where I worked um, was overseas in a tourist town. So most of the staff actually lived underneath the hotel. And by underneath, I mean underneath. It was like a hospital walkway. It was so sad. And there were 50 people to a kitchen kind of thing. And the hierarchy was more the servers and bartenders at the top. And then the housekeepers all the way at the very bottom. No one no one cared for us. So not the best culture at all. So we had some bad bosses at the hotel, actually, and they didn't seem to understand the situations we were in as employees from overseas. So when someone got sick, they would tell us to go to the doctors and we'd say, I have gastro, I'm throwing up, I can't <laughs> stop shitting. And the doctor is $90 a visit and they'd be like, too bad, go. And if you don't go, you have to go to work. And we'd say, well, what do we do if we're throwing up? And they'd say, you have to show up. And unless you throw up in front of us, you're not leaving. <laughs> and it got to the point where people were just throwing up in buckets behind the scenes, not allowed to leave. And, like, somebody's grandparent died and they requested the day off because they were grieving. And our boss just said, nah, not a good enough excuse. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. Wow, yeah. so think about that next time you're lazing back on the old, uh, <laughs> on the lounge. You're enjoy um, enjoying a nice crisp ap apple on the balcony. Just have a think about <laughs> what's going on behind the scenes. Anonymous, thank you so much for joining us here on Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. We really appreciate it, giving us an absolutely eye-opener into the world of uh, five-star hotels. We will, um, yeah, do our best to leave it as we find it. Uh, but next we visit because I do like when you leave it. I don't. Want, I always try clean. Like you go into the dentist, you clean your teeth before you go to the dentist. Before I leave a hotel room, I try and make it neat. But it seems like people just relish the fact oh, that yeah. it's that they've got people coming in to clean and just go the complete opposite direction. Yeah, there's no point. Leave it as you will. It's going to get cleaned the same way regardless, which is usually not that well, no matter. <laughs> uh, Anonymous, thank you so much for joining us, and we'll uh, let you check out now. We'll catch you next time. Yeah, anytime. Thanks, guys. Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. 
All day breakfast. Do you get amongst the lawn bowls, Adokine? I mean, it's more a Commonwealth Games sport than it is an Olympics Games sport, but um, you get you get around it. One of the best spots to have an ice-cold beverage, mm. right, is on the lawns whoa, 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 whoa. of Wait, the wait, club. do we need to accept money before you say this? <laughs> Clavelli Bowls Club. Yeah. One of the best spots in the whole of Australia. Have a barbecue, have a beer, have a bowl. All right? <laughs> now, I, I mean, they're charging something like, I don't know, they, they've still got... Bowls Club prices, so I don't think they can afford an advertising from the prestigious Matt and Alex. What but is it? About I will give that one to them for bowls free. Bowls Clubs have they run out of chalk? They can't scrub it out and change the prices or something like that. These Bowls Clubs <laughs> and RSLs are really you Mate, can find be a bargain. Some old bloke in short shorts. You add ten cents to that midi price, and there'll be <laughs> some old bloke in short shorts ready to absolutely. Crack it! Goodness gracious! Yeah, so well, good on him. Um, nah, but I look. I love. I love a bit of. I love a bit of bought, um, barefoot bowls. And I'll tell you what. I do love doing as well. Chasing the bowl. Oh, you. You, you know, doing exactly like they yeah. do on the, on the Olympics. Yeah, they do the roll and then you march behind it. Yeah, it's it's it adds twenty percent. of the twenty percent more likelihood that you'll uh, you'll get the shot bowl if you do that. I do like a bit of bowls. My um, mm. my grandparents big in, were big into bowls, so we used to be, do a bit of bowling in the backyard you know, nice and young. Um, and their son, my uncle, um, gave me a call on the weekend. Hadn't chatted to him for ages. Uh, just calling to check in. He's talking to me about the bowls, that sort of thing. Yeah, you can come for a visit. Come for a visit sometime. Just just avoid the pennant weekends. I mean, that's 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 Bowl City. You don't have what visitors. What pennant on, weekends? Well, the bowl pennant. When you got a bowl pennant happening. Oh, is it, is it like the Melbourne Cup of bowls? <laughs> yeah, but they're more regular and it, um, it stops a nation from having their nieces and nephews around to visit <laughs> because you're down at the bowls. <laughs> um, so we got onto the topic of bowls and um, they were saying that him and my auntie, Greg and Jill, they were down down watching a little comp the other weekend in the stands. Some of the best bowlers around. It was national championship. Some was stuffed because they couldn't fly into state. But other than that, it is red hot bowls action Okay, because mm. these are some some serious bowlers, and they're walking behind their bowls. You guarantee all the way to the end. But um, oh, mate, no social distancing between my <laughs> my bowl and the jack, is there? <laughs> nah, it's going right up there and hugging it, mate. Absolutely leaning on Wouldn't it. Would be surprised if a COVID marshal runs out and go, "Whoa, whoa, that ball's too close to the kitty." Okay, <laughs> step back, sir, please. Um, but they're watching this and it's, you know, it's, it is a crowd. Like despite the fact that there's, there's some brilliant young bowlers out there. I went to school with one, mm. Anne Drafford. She was in the indoor bowls, right? She'd always get caught up at assembly for getting up in the top tiers of the indoor bowls. All right. Then that's bowls. Well, not I mean, on the, I'll tell you not what. on the grass. That's on the carpet. Well, I'll tell you what, now that there's the 2032 Olympics, <sighs> uh, lawn bowls is getting thrown around a lot when it comes to you know, suddenly people realizing their dreams mm, late in life. Absolutely. Oh, I would love to see some of some elder statesmen and women of the Australian athletic squad wandering out at the opening ceremony and you think, what competition are they in? All oh, right, it's the bowls. It's not the hundred meter <laughs> sprint. Uh, we're in the bowls here. But um they were sitting down and you know, it is it is an older crowd at these particular things, but he said at one point, about watching the bowl, halfway through the ends. Then suddenly, 
everyone, someone points, everyone looks around, someone coming out of the crowd. Streaker runs out onto the green <laughs> at the bowls, starts doing a little dance in the middle of the bowling green. And all the people over is like, what's going on? And for some reason, they didn't have burly security guards on the side at the bowls <laughs> to come <laughs> take them. So it was there for like two or three minutes, just totally nude. That's a long time. What, Maeve didn't come out and tackle them to the ground? There was no Mavis running out from them. I they kept their balls away from the white ball, that's for sure. <laughs> well, there was, there, was, there was two of them out and they were shaking around <laughs> till I think, rather than security, got a bit bored and then left. But just couldn't. That's Uncle Greg couldn't believe it. It's a streaker at the bowls. <laughs> when does it stop being a streaker and just start being a pest? Like, yeah, you know. Yeah, because it... a streak indicates it's like you blink and you miss it. It's a streak across. <laughs> but if you if you're a lingerer, just a nude lingerer, the word streaker doesn't apply, does it? No. No, you you are committing a crime. That's what you're doing. That's it. And as he was running, so, there was a little bit of a lean. I think that was due to the drunkenness rather than the weight. As you try and run, how old a was he? I don't know. I didn't get more details than there was a nude man running about the middle of the bowl, <laughs> the bowl. I was wondering whether the streaker's age matched the patrons. You know, like are we? Who knows? Are we looking at a 70, 70 year old streaker. Who knows? Rare. The 70-year-old streaker. Very, very rare. But, um, yeah, I just thought that was quite a weird weird place to have a streak. Here's the question. Where have you seen a streaker? Let us know at matt.n.alex. Should, should clarify here, we aren't talking about, yeah, the, you know, gross people no. who do bad things no. on, you know, street footpaths with trench coats. <laughs> No, asking flashes. to see their water snake or whatever. We don't like a no, flasher. No, we're not talking about them. No. We're talking about streakers. Peeping Toms, don't want to hear about them. Nope. <laughs> no. Not for this show. Absolutely not. But, but where have you seen a streaker? Streaker, love to hear from you. The local table tennis <laughs> through an art gallery maybe? <laughs> Let us know at matt.n.alex. Everybody wants to be a pickle jar hero. Well, Alex Dyson, it's that time of the week and that time of the show where we get to say, let's give away prizes, prizes, prizes. Yes! It was so fun giving away prizes last Friday night. That's we thought, why not dip our little fingies into the prize bucket and see what we can find for you today because there's plenty of things going on in the world we can ask you about it, keep you up to date whilst... Having fun. And, uh, Matty, why don't you tell the people what we've got on today for offer for prizes? Well, Alex Dyson, it's a brand new listener wireless charger. Charge up that phone so you can spend all your day on social media realizing how <laughs> truly awful everyone is. Uh, it's. <laughs> If the social media apps don't get you, you can use net banking apps to check how poor you are. Or your favourite real estate app to realise that the market's gone to absolute garbage and you can't afford anything more than an empty cardboard box. All right. So uh, yeah, here, is... let's find out who our contestants are. This is the game show of existential <laughs> dread here today. But I think we've got some uh, happy people who are going to be turning that mood around right now. Hello, Renee from Canberra. Hi, how's it going? Oh, well, Good. I'm Thanks, going okay. Renee. Not sure how Matt's going. I think we got a bit of an insight into his soul at the moment. Well, Renee, <laughs> what do you do when you are sick of looking at people on the internet? 
I listen to you guys. Hey! hey. Well, we said at the start of the show that this is a good, fun place to hang out. So thank you for joining us with your sunny disposition, Renee. Corinne, hello, Corinne from Maitland. Hey, how's it going? Not too good. Bad. Thanks, Corinne. What's your What's your happy place? Where do you Where do you go? Especially on the internet. If If I'm sitting there on my phone, I don't know what to do. Where What do you do? Where do you go? Probably um, some random dress up games back from like when you were twelve years old. <gasps> we need to bring up back the dress up box. Definitely. You're right. Interesting. I've started playing a little hairdressing app with my daughter Sophia, where you cut people's hair and you shave it and you put dye it and everything. I'm kind of liking that on Saturday mornings. <laughs> um, anyways, it makes me live vicariously through those <laughs> avatars. Hey, um, let's get started. You get to you're up for the chance to win a wireless listener charger, but more importantly. You're both going to be winners of hopefully a little bit of fun. Let's kick things off. Question number one, Alex Dyson. All right, question number one, just about the news recently. A Norwegian company is establishing a doomsday vault on an Arctic island between Norway and the North Pole, which can survive underground for more than a 1,000 years. What are they hoping to preserve in there? Is it A, music, B, seeds and grains, or C, artwork? Renee. Career. Renee in. Uh, artwork. Oh, I'm very oh, sorry, Renee. Renee, which means it's open to Corinne, one of the others, Corinne. I'm going to go B. Seeds and grains? Yep. Oh, oh wow. No. I'm pretty sure there are ones for that, but the newest edition this week, uh, they're going to be starting to preserve music. Which is pretty good. So, um, yeah, get the get the good files tucked away. Everything from the Beatles to Indigenous Australian music is going to go in there for future generations to enjoy. Reminds me very much, almost of the uh, of the Voyager record currently sailing way past out of the solar system right now. Has a few good tracks on it. Uh, the Magic Flute by Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. Heard of him. Uh, which is, have you heard the song though? It goes, oh, 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 I can't even sing it. It goes really high. Anyway. All right. Well, maybe that'll make there. If you, uh, Renee, if you could preserve one song for future generations, thousand years in the future, what song do you reckon we should chuck in there? I was legit just going to ask if the Boilermakers was making it in there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. No. I'm going in the vault. Actually, no. although the Boilermakers no, 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 will be decomposing <laughs> in the landfill of no. life. <laughs> no, no, no. They have decided to put my Boilermakers tracks in the vault uh, to ensure that no one on earth now can hear them. Okay, that's what they've, they've done that. Uh, what about yourself, uh, Corinne? What song would you put in the vault for a thousand years to make sure everyone gets to hear it in the future? Um, the Devil Went Down to Georgia. Oh, all right. That could be a bit, uh, yeah, a bit of a bop for the uh, the old aliens who will invade in 2400. So we look forward to that one. Um, question number two, <laughs> Matt O'Kine. Neil All currently. All right, question number two. <clears throat> what method is the Grattan Institute suggesting in an appeal for more Aussies to be vaccinated against COVID-19? Are they A, suggesting that you get a free Akubra with every jab? B, you get a voucher for some weekly groceries? Or C, you can enter a lottery with a million dollar prize? Renee. Oh, oh I think I heard, I think I heard Renee Try to say the answer, <laughs> and then Corinne came in with her name, so I'm going to say Corinne. Um, groceries. Oh, oh. Unfortunately, that is incorrect, which means, Renee, do you want to have a stab? Is it C? The Million Dollar Lottery. Yeah. That's absolutely right. Yeah. 
Um, a proposed Vax Lotto would be held weekly, starting with the Melbourne Cup from the Melbourne Cup and running for eight weeks to increase vaccination rates and help decrease vaccination hesitancy, um, which includes a national water, watery with ten one million dollar prizes every week for people who are vaccinated. I tell you what, <laughs> what do you reckon? Do you reckon it's a good idea? Yeah, why not? I'm going to get it anyway, so I may as well have the chance to win a million dollars as well. Oh, but I'll tell you what, I'd probably get it quicker. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'd be like, uh, I need to go in the running now because, uh, yeah, I mean, a million dollars. And Ooh. no COVID. It's the it's the prize that keeps on giving. They reckon they reckon if they do it, it's 10 $1 million prizes, which is going to, what, $100 million, and it would essentially cost... Ten, no, ten, 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 oh, no, sorry, $10 million. Um. Which would cost a fraction of a lockdown, a day of lockdown. Yeah, a single <laughs> so day of lockdown would thought. absolutely be worth it. So we'll see how we go. Well, Renee, I believe from my counting, uh, you are ten million points in front. I mean, <laughs> one one point in front. Um, so let's go with question number three. Uh, there is a plan from the UK to create a more eco-friendly aviation fuel. What are they planning on turning into a more environmentally sustainable jet fuel? Is it A, human hair, B, Greek yogurt, or C, household sewage? Corinne. Renee. Oh, Corinne, that was you. Um, sewage. Whoa, she's <laughs> done it! Oh, it's a tie. Right, one all. One to Corinne, one to Renee. Jeez, neck and neck kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, they are thinking about using sustainable aviation fuels, which would include household waste, uh, sewage and cooking oils. Um, and will it all help the UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson's green goals to be reached? There you go. A bit of a use for that one, which would be great. Would you go on a, uh, a plane powered by poo, Corinne? Yeah, 100%. Great, As long Renee. as it didn't leave, a, you know, the chemtrails. <laughs> <laughs> out over the uh, over this community. I don't want that landing in my backyard. Hey, all right, uh, tiebreaker question here, uh, my friends. Let's all right, ask it. it right now. This is it. This is for the <clears> listener <throat> wireless phone charger. You hit us, Matt. Okay, the singer Pink has offered to pay the fine given to the Norwegian beach handball team. What was the team fined for at the T Tokyo Olympic Games? Oh, Tokyo Games. Oh, Corinne's jumped in without even an option. So, uh, look, I mean, if you can, if you reckon you can go for it, go for it. Yeah. Um, for not wearing the bikini bottoms, they wore short. Corinne has done it without even. <laughs> oh, an option. Renee, I'm sorry if you if you feel duped there by um by you know not waiting till the end of the answers. Did you really know the do. answer to that? I did, I did. I was, but I was trying to play fair, you know. Poor oh, typical camera. Oh no! Well, I'll tell you what. Let's give you both listener phone charges. You both, do we both have to that. Do we have two? Yeah, I think we can. I think we can. Right, oh, you can both be miserable on social media together. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. We'll catch you later. Um, coming up, so you better get this podcast started. Well, I think we've got to get this podcast ended. Uh, Matt, you're absolutely right. Uh, it has come to an end. Thank you very much for joining us. A very enjoyable episode today. I had a great time. I hope you did as well. And we're going to be blowing your doom tomorrow. It is mind blown, so please get in touch with us with all the mind-blowing facts that you've learned in the last week so that we can test Alex's cranium <laughs> and see whether he's able to keep those brainy bits inside. Or whether I a unleash one. a mild groan. We'll catch you tomorrow. <laughs> see you later.
listener.